Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thanks for coming. This is the Grew and Otaku Council podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ace. And I'm your host, McMillian. And we are back for another week, episode 15, everybody. But as always, if you'd like to be a part of the council and join us every week, then make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, as well as share this podcast to your friends and family, as well as follow us on our social media so you can stay up to date on all things about the council. And for any new listeners or watchers out there here on the Girl Otaku Council podcast, me and my friend here, McMillian, we choose three animes out of the current anime season. We follow along with each anime every week and review and discuss each episode. And with that being said, Council is now in session. Let the meeting begin. All right, everybody. Hello, hello. Good morning. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are back for another week. So we're just going to, as always, first things first, we're going to head straight into some council. council announcements. And so for the first council announcement that we have for today is, as many of you may know, or many of you may not know, um, last week, Demon Slayer ended. So, um, well, by ended, I mean the Demi Entertainment District art Dark ended. So that has dropped off the weekly episodes here on the podcast. We will be re- okay. And, oh, let me scratch that. We're planning to replace it yeah. with another one. We haven't decided if we're gonna go with that just yet. But the plan is to replace it with another anime. If we don't, we will let you know. And if we do, we will let you know which anime that is. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, um, our two animes for weekly episode will be the case of Venetus and Attack on Titan until further notice. Also. Moving on in further announcements, the Dragon Ball Super movie superheroes got that did not get announced, but we got a confirmation that it's coming to North America during the summer. So for all you Dragon Ball fans out there, you can catch the new Dragon Ball Super movie this summer, 2022. Very exciting. Very exciting. Thought it was going to be a little bit later than that, but hey, here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, Good. Got some good news from that. As well as we did mention a few episodes ago that we were working on some fall 2021 recommendations. We are still um, working on that episode as well. Um, So just know, be on the lookout for that. We didn't forget about that. So (laughs) that will be coming out here still. And. And I think that's all the announcements I have for today. Do you got anything else, McMillian? I know, that's about it. All right. Well, we'll move on from announcements and we'll head into our first anime that we got slated for today. The Case of Vanitas, episode 18, Just the Two of Us. And as always, we're going to start with what we learned. What we learned. So why don't you go ahead and kick us off, McMillian? All right. So at the beginning of this episode, we basically got a confirmation or not a confirmation, but more of a solidification that uh, Jeanne's true intentions for Chloe is to save her. Uh, it was a little shaky, I think, at the end of the last episode because she was going through the whole like brewer mind wash thing, brain control mind wash thing, and uh, had to deal with that, getting past that. But now we're fully on board with saving Chloe is going to be the mission. Uh, so on. speaking on that, um. I guess, would you say after this episode, do you think she fully broke that brainwash or she was just over able to overcome it just for this certain occasion right here? Hmm. I feel like it might be just for this certain occasion. I think well, it'll have to be yet to be seen if it is like just necessarily like fully gone. But I think for this occasion specifically, it's probably... Uh, done with. I don't think she's going to be struggling with saving Chloe as much anymore moving forward. Okay. Okay, okay. Alright. Yeah. Um. I mean, I would like to think that maybe she broke free of it completely, but we still just don't, we really don't know what they really did to her to, like, enforce her to, I guess, become brainwashed. Like, we don't know if it was just, like, the psychological trauma or if they actually did some other type of spell or something like that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, yeah. we, just, we just didn't get full confirmation on exactly what they did to her. Yeah, and my thing is, uh, for I just don't think it's done because it seems like 
I don't know, too early in the series for it to be fully gone, like for it to never show up again. I just feel like it might okay, be too well, early. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that point. I'll give you that point. Because even in the case that it was like technically broken at this point or something like that, you would you would imagine that they'll do something about that, mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah. So, no, I, I agree with you on that point. We probably, No, this probably ain't the end of it that we'll see. Because I, I feel like maybe to... Well, no, because her curse isn't technically part of the brainwashing. So nah, her curse is about like feeding. Because no I was about to say we probably won't see that until it fully get broken until Vanitas do something about it. But then I was like, yeah, well, she wasn't. The curse didn't necessarily do that, unless that mysterious guy we saw with Chloe was um one of the dudes from Charlatan, that that big guy with the cloak on. No, maybe, maybe it could be a possibility. We'll we'll have to see it because I could. I would think that maybe they were just working for whatever the Brewer organization is, if there is an organization. Because it seems like there's more than just. I don't think it's just her. I think that's just the only one we've seen. She's the only. Yeah, no, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know it's not just her. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, okay, all right. Moving on from that, we finally got to see what was. Up with Vanitas's right hand this episode as well. So apparently there's a pure a pure form of God damn it. Um <laughs> Astermite. Yeah, Astermite. <laughs> Boy, these words whoop my ass. <laughs> um it's a pure form of Astermite and they, it goes by the name of either Blue Tear Stone or Divine Tear Stone. And this is basically this stone is the core of the alteration engine, as well as apparently it's the gem in which uh is like uh is that's a part of Vanitas's book basically like the book Correct. of Vanitas that that blue gemstone that we saw in the book of Vanitas is also a blue tear stone but what I what I was finna say was apparently that um either his hand is impl- like he has a tear stone implanted in his hand or some type of well, we we well, there's some type of marking on his hand, yeah. and we know that it is it has to relate to the blue tear stone, but we just don't know if that marking came from like the blue tear stone being implanted in his hand, or it's like some type of magic using a blue tear stone to you know get that marking on his body. But mm-hmm. regardless, that marking does relate to blue tear stone and or divine tear stone, whichever one you want to call it. It has yeah, two names because we uh yeah because we saw him either like damage his hand or do something to it. To help the alteration engine start working again. Correct. So, so what you think it is? Do you think it was like? Do you think it's more of a like a marking that he got from a spell or something that required blue gemstone, a blue tear stone, or do you think that the marking in itself is a blue tear stone, maybe just I, like in a different form or something? Um. So in, in my mind, I would think that it might, it's definitely related. I'm just wondering, like, could it be like a marking that's made, like kind of made out of blue tear stone in a way, like it almost like a tattoo, but like it's it, it's etched within like the etchings is like fragments of the gym. Blue tear stone and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I can see that as well. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Okay. And then another thing we did learn about from that backstory as well is um, when Vanitas was remembering about the Tearstone and stuff like that, there was an adult there that was, you know, given the properties about Blue Tearstone. But somebody called the, it was another boy with Vanitas. We're assuming that it was his, the other guy, the other boy that got taken with him. Mm -hmm. Um, But he called him father. Now, with that being said, (laughs) <laughs> we I don't know if that was the original Vanitas or was that an actual moment where Vanitas lived his life before he got taken from the original Vanitas cause like what if, what if that boy that Vanitas, Vanitas keep mentioning it could be his brother well my thing is I think I definitely think that was Vanitas like the original because of the like the coloration of the skin because when the they showed Vanitas getting taken from uh, the church's like experimentation lab or whatever, it was a person with like dark blue skin, kind of the same that they, we saw in the flashback. So I'm pretty sure that was probably him living his life before we get current, like after he got taken and before we got like current Vanitas 
somewhere in between those two events. Okay. I just me I, I just don't know. It just seems weird to me. Well, unless you know, you get some of that not imposter syndrome. Um what is what is it called? I think it's some referring to like Sherlock syndrome, something like that. But basically when the when the captive started catching feelings and stuff for Oh, um the person that kidnapped them. I can't remember the exact term for it right now. Man, I'm blanking on it too. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> unless yeah, unless it's something like that, it's just like I'm just confused. If it was the original Vanitas, why would he call him father? But then again, we don't know much about Vanitas' backstory. Yeah, anyway, we do. so well, for we do. all we know, the original Vanitas could be that man's father. Yeah, and, for all we know, and also we do know that. Vanitas himself seems to. It, well, he said he took he took on Vanitas's name as a type Correct. of revenge or some type of thing. So, I, I don't. At some point, our Vanitas and the original one, there was something that happened where they don't jive or gel anymore together. Yeah. So I guess we'll. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what caused that, and also like what who this mysterious other boy is. In terms of like who he, like importance to Vanitas and everything, correct. But then, even though yeah, he called him father as well, but he has I guess features of a woman. But you know, I guess that, we got a Stafo. So and I was say anime anime has been doing that since I, as long as I can remember. When characters yeah. look, you could assume their gender based on the look, and then it's something different. So yeah, but all right. Um, so so the, you know, there's that. So, but um, I mean. Mm-hmm. Many different things you could theorize about that. My my money is I that could be the original Vinny's. I just don't think it's him. As well as like I said before, the other boy that was with Vinny's that might be his brother as well because he hasn't talked about exactly who that guy was. We just know he has some type of attachment to him. Mm-hmm. So it could, you know it could be his brother. So moving on from that, and then we got also got Ostafo's backstory now. After seeing Estafo's backstory, I guess I can say some of the anger that this man had inside <laughs> of him is justified. Only some, though. <laughs> but he's still a dick. He's still a dick. But, I mean, I can understand why he's a dick, though. That's funny. That's funny. So, we, we basically found out through Estafo's backstory, when he, was, when he was a child, or I guess a young a young boy rather than not a child. I guess still a child. Anyways, when he was a young boy, <laughs> he found this hurt vampire in the woods. Um, he helped him out. You know, he bandaged up his wounds and everything. And he went back and go see him every day. And they basically became friends. Turns out that vampire's family was murdered by Chassiers. And in turn, he murdered Astafo's family. Yeah, because his whole family, Ostafo's family apparently has a history of being nothing but Cheshire's. So, it, you know. Yeah, know how that goes. <laughs> so, we goes. don't, now we don't specifically know if it was Ostafo's family, the one that killed the vampire's family. However, at this point, it really doesn't matter. Um, Somebody killed the vampire's family, and in turn, it made him better, and he killed Astafo's family, which is fucking crazy. Killed everybody but him, actually, which is kind of crazy. Like, just to rub it in his face. Well, like, I mean, yeah, it I, seemed like it was him and the butler, because the guy, his butler... Well, because uh, the butler guy, is still alive, like, so yeah, yes, you're serve, right. Yeah. He's serving him right now. I, I just thought that was... I don't know if it was like, maybe he... I, I don't know if he if it was intended for Astafo to live, or it was just like, I... He, he just was playing with them too. He uh, the vampire was so cocky, he just left him alive or whatever. I don't know, but dang, that was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that that I mean, that was he. I can only assume that you know his family got slaughtered in front of him because you know when they pan to the scene, all the dead bodies and stuff was laying around a stuffle, and then you just see a stuffle laying mm-hmm. in a, a, a you know a pile of blood right next to his sister as well. It's just really fucked up, you know. Like I said, just I I can understand the pain inside of him now. Do I still agree with some of the stuff that he does? No, not necessarily. You know, we can you know we can tone it down for a, a bit. Maybe you know what but, he should have did is put put his anger towards that one vampire <laughs> and not all you know, of them. and not all of them. But you know, well, I understand why I, he would have a, a general hate towards yeah, all. Because I was about to say the, the thing was he 
it was crazy because he started off with like the idea that all vampires could possibly not all of them could be evil because like his dad was trying to tell him that they're they all are mm-hmm. and then he was like wow i made friends with this one hey, we cool told him about where he lived and then got you know that hey he put his hand in the fire basically got burned he's yeah. like i'm not doing that shit again so i <laughs> while i do think he could tone it down a bit because they're not it it's it does not seem like they're in that type of time period anymore it still is just like i can't blame him for being being the way he was because of how Listen, how big of a trauma that is from from that point on it became on site for any vampire <laughs> dad stuff or something any vampire. At that point, and like I said, you know, completely understandable. You know, he got betrayed. The one vampire he did befriend end up betraying him. It's just fucked up. You know, you you was taught your whole life that vampire was bad. Then you was like, no, you know, they can be good okay. Ones. I, I hear what you're saying, but then then you meet this one vampire and you actually befriend him, and then that shit happened. It's just like, yeah, okay. Now now you probably do believe that all vampires are shit, bad. My, my bad, dad. You was right. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> if only I listened to him. Exactly. So. Uh, and I think after that, there's not really much other than like th- uh, we found out from like uh, Jean Jacques that Chloe from like a flashback he had apparently that Chloe a- after getting her revenge on N- uh, Nania was going to uh, like she never intended to survive that encounter. Apparently, it seemed like correct. She was which is to- kind of weird because I guess. The way I'm looking at it is, after you get your revenge, what do you get from killing yourself? Yeah, I was... I don't know. Maybe she felt so, like, shamed that John became uh, the beast of Gavin and she just blamed herself and she was like, I can't get over that fact that I allowed that to happen. And felt yeah, less yeah, than because of yeah, it. That could be it. I was just trying to. I was just thinking to myself, you know, what would be the reason, you know, if she had any to, you know, go go through with killing herself after she gets her vengeance. Because, like in my mind, it's like, you know, you finally got your vengeance after all these years. You can go on living, living yeah. not necessarily peacefully, but you can, uh, you can go on, you know, about your life now at this point. Yeah, no, and it does seem kind of weird. I mean, like, well, I mean, the end of the episode basically addressed it because he was like, "Don't leave me all alone," and also. Uh, the name of the episode, Just the Two of Us, implies yeah. that it's supposed to be John Jack and her for like, well, I don't know, forever, but happy family. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is kind of weird because I'm just like, you're doing all this for this person. And then at the end of it, if he survives, which I don't think the plan ever plan was John Jack dying in between her getting their revenge. It'd be, it would be kind of weird for you to just be like, all right, I die now. Because <laughs> of what, like, like I, I get it, distraught, but also, like, you were doing this for a person, don't, like, you know, end it all after that. So, it, it's just, it is quite interesting to see that that was her, like, her, her angle. angle, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but, I mean, other than that, that was pretty much all we learned today from Casey Benitez, unless you have something that I don't I have in was, my notes here. I think that was all the new stuff. I know, uh... It was a small thing. I know, like, Roland, they showed, like, Roland and um, the other chester that was working with him talking about, like, if this continues any further, we're going to have to, you have to be prepared to, like, basically kill Chloe. But other than, but I mean, based on how the episode ended, it seems like Chloe is back to her senses. So, who who knows uh, where it's going to go from now? Who knows? But, uh, that's correct. Those are basically the only things I had in terms of, like, I think what we was new about this series. Like that we okay. hadn't heard, that we didn't know before. that we haven't heard before. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, no, that sounds good to me. That's everything I had as well. So moving on to the next topic, the what we dislike slash nitpicks about this episode. So do you have any, sir? Hip, hip, no. Talk to me. Did I not? Honestly, I I enjoyed this episode, but I didn't really have anything in it that I disliked other than small. I think where the hell did Nania go? <laughs> <laughs> like is she in that weird shadow realm thing that we saw halfway through the episode? Did she just peace out when she was like, "I need to go collect more names," and now we're not, and now we're just dealing with Chloe stuff going crazy? I mean, if that's the yeah. case, sure. But I'm just like, well, can I get like, can someone have said, "Oh, she disappeared" or like anything? <laughs> they just like, yeah, the qu- the demon queen existed last episode, and now she gone. Let that, I, but I mean, like, 
the the she no longer after became I guess she went back to the name, it was like the major threat. So mm-hmm. I get them her not being the focus of the episode. I just wanna know where the fuck did she go? <laughs> no, I, I agree with you as well. Um I don't think I necessarily have a dislike or nitpick for this episode either. Second week in a row for case of Benita's good job. Mm-hmm. But um no, I I would agree with you as well. Um the nanny of disappearing like that is definitely very concerning. Um, don't know if she just like like you said, just peaced out or is she still hanging around somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is very concerning. Very, very concerning. Oh, um, so like you said, we need to we, we hey, writers, we need we need a confirmation about what the hell going on with her. <laughs> All right. I just her at the scene what she could do. And just letting her just you can yeah, you just can't disappear right now. You just can't do that to me right can't now. Can't let that I exist need, in the wild. Uh, yeah, I, I, I need to know where she at at all times. Mm-hmm. That was so <laughs> all it was so striking. We made it the episode art. Like, come on, now. like. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no! I mean, that reveal is still wild to me. Like, mm-hmm. crazy. I know, yeah, crazy. I, I don't think nothing will top that until we see like the original Vanitas and learn more about him. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that'll probably be like the next big shocker right there. Is yeah, the original Vanitas is. But uh, but other than that, I don't think nothing's gonna, as far as reveals, gonna top that one right there. Cause boy, did they get me with that. Um, but no, like I said, no, I don't think I really got any dislikes or anything with this. So I'm just gonna. With that being said, we're gonna move on to the next section, our favorite scenes with Kester Vanitas. And wildly enough, for me, I know my favorite scene was Astolfo's backstory. Now you might say why. And my answer to you will be because it was just really fucked up seeing because we actually got to see that Astafa was not always like that. You know, his mother mentioned how Astafa always had a kind heart. He was always a kind boy, even to the part where we got to see when his dad was telling him that, you know, our family has always hunted vampires. And one day you're going to have to start hunting vampires as well. And then you got to physically see that, you know, he that's not really what he wanted to do. Yeah, he you was know, not then, built for the hunter life. Yeah. And then, we you know, we got later confirmation from his mother saying, you know, yeah, you have a kind soul. You don't have to fight if you don't want to. You know, you got a kind heart. And so and then just to go from that, like like we said earlier, you know, his dad telling him all the time. The vampires are evil, this and that. And then he finally meets one, befriends him, and then gets betrayed by him. And not just any type of betrayed. That man murdered his entire family. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see why Astolfo is pissed off. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I definitely understand. I would be pissed. Like what we said, what we said last week. I'll become a demon too, too. All right, <laughs> I'll be pissed too. God damn it! It's so funny that you brought that up because in my head, uh, while you were talking about it, I was like, man. Tandro and Astolfo's like backstories are damn near similar. The only thing is his sister didn't become a demon, right? And I was like, look, there's two roads you can walk when your family gets murdered. Kind-hearted soul who whose life wasn't made for this, but he gonna try his damnedest to get revenge or crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, it, like just at the sea in his backstory, I was like, you know what, Astolfo, you batshit crazy. But I understand. Man, I get you know it. what? I, I, I completely, it. I completely get I it. Sir. I don't condone this behavior, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I completely get it, sir. Yeah, no, that was actually so. Uh, that was also one of mine. Um, not to belabor the point, but yeah, that was a uh, pretty good. It was just pretty good to see like how he ended up the way he did, considering everything. Because he just the the fact like he just uh, started attacking people with reckless abandon. You just like hold on now, but now you see where it comes from. You are like okay. I I see it. Um, but moving from there, um, another one of my favorite scenes also includes the Uh him and Noi scrapping. Cause oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that was a big, well, not a big part of the episode, but it was a nice little like uh, it was a nice fight because you have Astolfo going kind of like crazy because he's just like I I need because he wakes up after getting knocked out uh, after uh, Nania turned back into her queen form. And he, the first thing he sees is like uh, Noi, Vanitas, and Jean Jack all congregating, trying to figure out where the book is. And he's like, "I gotta get my revenge. I can't let I can't let vampires exist in the world." And you're like, "Ah, oh, shit, here you go." And he just straight up attacks Noi, and they're now they're outside doing like uh, uh Marvel versus Capcom combos on each other. With uh, it was so funny about this. Noi has a fucking pipe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that he, he just found yeah, yeah, yeah no and it was working it was just like it, that was just a really nice action scene break from like 
all this wild shit going on. It was like, hey guys, we we still have normal fights. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, yeah, no, that was good. That was a good one. Um, I mean, like, cause that was that was pretty much everything I had as far as favorite scenes this episode. Oh, you got anything uh, else? Last one, and for our moment of comedy, uh. At the beginning of the episode, uh, no, uh, no, Vanitas slapping around John Jack to wake him up to find the book. He was like, God damn, wake your bitch up. <laughs> and <laughs> Noe's like, oh, no, he, hold on now. He just got, like, uh, RKO'd by the queen. You, you just go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> to be fair, though, you know, I'm with Vanitas. Like, hey, you need to. Wake up, cause we we are in dire straits right now. Is it's either wake this man up or we be stuck I mean, here I, forever. I understand. I had to say I didn't understand. I'm just saying that was that was hilarious. Cause he's just John Jack is legit knocked out, all bleeding and shit. He's just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no, wake your ass up. We got shit to do. No, speaking of that, as well as you know, we finally got he finally got the book back. You know, this episode. So yeah, but it was it was. It, it, but like I said, like we pointed out though earlier, uh, they he. By the time they found the book, he had already had the alteration engine working, and correct. Trying to but like I mean, he just used that to to stop her for a moment. Yeah, to, to stop, stop Chloe, Chloe for a moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just interesting because they didn't find it. Until, they found it like right when Venice was like, "All right, and alternate, yeah, alternate." And it's just like chain and Chloe. Look at how the turntables. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. So finally, he got the book back. We'll see what that leads to next episode. If he's successful in saving Chloe, yeah. Or not. You know, now that I think about it, he has not not been able to save somebody yet. You know, using the book of Vanitas, like he hasn't true. failed at it just yet. So it will be interesting to see, like, if he actually fails this time or succeeds. I just think, and if he does fail, like, what would be the reason for him failing? I don't know. I just know the way that John Jack was climbing up to Chloe at the end, that mm-hmm. looked like a death flag moment. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I felt like he was about to get stabbed in the back. I, they didn't show him that happening, but I was like, this is prime. Like, if Nanea comes out of nowhere and stabbed this man in the back, I know something. I know something. <laughs> now, now I'm mad you just brought that up. It, was, it just looked like, I was like, this is such like a prime anime death flag moment. Like, they hear the, 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 they, they're about to get the cure for the main character they're about to get the cure for the girl and mm. they're having a heart to heart this just feels like something's <laughs> bad about to happen i don't know what but I it feel just you. feels like like yeah, everything's going a little too smooth huh? right, yeah and i was like this is surprisingly going too well right now <laughs> <laughs> something's not something's off here no i feel you well all right well, we're gonna move on we're gonna rate this episode um for me for me i think I, I don't know. I almost want to give it an eight, just off of Stuffo's backstory alone. I, I, uh, so if you're kind of straight out of the fence, I gave it an eight. Um, okay. Due to I think Stuffo's backstory and, um, honestly, it was like kind of a combination of Stuffo's Jean Jack and Vanitas's stuff, like kind of all blending and merging it together, like for the, the stage for this episode, because it felt like it had like this episode had a lot of weight in terms of like. For the characters, like we, we mm-hmm. got to understand why like Astolfo's here and so determined to hunt vampires in general. Um, mm-hmm. Vanitas is was there to try to save somebody, and that in combination with Jean Jack's like relationship to Chloe, just the, those two things kind of like gelled and blended well together. I felt to make it. Like, then, so you know, for me, it was had, like a you know John A breaking through mm-hmm. the brainwash, even if it's just for this occasion to actually help and save Chloe. Which is which was also another nice touch because you know she she been battling with it, with that for a few episodes now and it looked like she just finally overcame that, so that was that was also nice to see yeah as yeah. well, but um yeah I think I'm I'm going to hit a slap of eight on this one I I agree with you as well and then just you know just for the last little bit of fact that you just mentioned at the end it does seem like stuff is going a little too well for comfort right, right now, now especially I, I, especially for the fact that we don't know where the hell they need to win yeah I would say like. We go from the shit show that was last episode to this, and then the way it ends is like two characters having a heart to heart moment, and everything in my body as as a person who has consumed a lot of anime and comics <laughs> says this is a death flag. 
This two <laughs> shit's going too well right now. Something bad is about to happen. So I cannot Correct. wait to see. Because it's not like they, they beat the final boss. The boss just left. left. Or is <laughs> or is somewhere or is uninterested in them at the moment. So who who knows what's gonna happen after they cure Chloe or after she comes or after her, the her feel the field that protects her that she creates that protects Correct. her goes down like what you know and then you know what before also before we move on from from here um dante and oh, i can't remember this this name right now but dante and old boy the two half half human half vampires mm-hmm. they also mentioned that how what they came here for they might not be able to get it now we we are we still assuming that their mission was to come here and get the alteration engine, or are we I mean, assuming that it he, may be a little bit bigger than that? I mean, that's what he take. That's said. what he said, but that might not necessarily be. I mean, that's a, the truth. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, because I did not consider the fact that that might have been a ruse. Just because then he, because then on top of that, he also mentioned he was like, we also got to deal with that thing with Vanitas as well. He mentioned that as well. So I don't know. If there's more to the story, the reason why they came here, like if did they come here for another reason just besides the alteration engine? I mean, well, I know they, you know, they're Venetius's assistants as well, so that was their second reason. But maybe there is something else, un- even underneath that, that's layered under there. But we'll, yeah. I, I think we'll just have to wait and see. With because I mean, because as we saw, the alteration engine it still works. Yeah, so. yeah. It's still a potential for, you know, people from the church to pull up and be like, hey, this is under our control now, stuff like that. For them to take it to their clock, the clockwork dude. I forget. Well, I mean, I don't think, I would imagine the alteration machine isn't just something that could just pick up and move. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, no, I'm not sure if they're talking about it. It. It, it the full thing like you know the piano and the in and the thing in the back of it. Like I don't know if it's fully that or maybe it's a certain part of it that they're looking for. Something like that, like maybe they they came for the t- the the blue tear stone or something. Like that could be a thing. I mean, because well. that could be one of the reasons why whoever they're working, why they're able to work for Vanitas and whoever they're working for, because mm-hmm. maybe like the other guy is also interested in the tear stone within the book within of the within the alteration. Yeah, because no, apparently as we just saw today, the 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 blue tear stones is definitely has some powerful properties to it. So ain't no telling, you know, what else they could do with it. Especially if, like, you probably, you know, you gather a whole bunch of it as well. You probably can do some cra- more crazy stuff than besides, you know, this all stuff like the alteration engine. So just, I, yeah, I would not be surprised if not learning about it, that that's what they came here for as well. Like the, the tear stone itself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. that's a, that's, that's a, I'm glad we brought, we brought this up. Okay. All only right. Time, so, you know, we'll just, we'll just have, yeah, only time will tell what their true intentions was. So. All right, well, that's it for Case of Vanitas. We're going to move on to our last anime here for today. We only got two this week, everybody, because I was mentioned, you know, Demon Slayer Entertainment Discord ended last week. So moving on to Attack on Titan, episode 82, Sunset. And not much happened this episode, but then at the same time, kind of a lot did happen. Like it wasn't so, a lot in terms of an action set piece, and we didn't necessarily get back to the founding Titan story. Like Aaron is like kind of in the background now, at least for this episode. Mm-hmm. But then we did get some more, I guess, staging stuff. So if that if that uh, makes sense. Correct. So to start it off, excuse me. So it appears that. There is another civil war brewing inside the paradise walls right now. <laughs> well, what walls used to be there? <laughs> yeah, some some civil unrest is going on because you know you got people's like uh, the Titans stepped on my house. Aaron is the reason my son died, and they're like, no, no, he your boy was a sacrifice for all of us to live. Think about it like that, and I'm just like. Mm. Okay, <laughs> but you know, like when I when I when I start thinking about it, I was like, you know what, this this makes complete sense because this was actually like if I could put myself in you no know, in Attack on Titan, like if I was actually there, I can actually see that happening because you know a lot of people they've been you know struggling with this for years and to finally technically be free of the enemy threats outside is like yeah you know what we're we're finally gonna be free 
what the hell are you complaining about? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, people may have died, but we're going to live at the end well, of the day. I, but then at the same time, it's just like, yeah, we're going to live, but he killed my family. He killed my family. I you mean, know? <laughs> like, I I think, um, what is it? I, what I was going to say was, I think with that, it's interesting because the way Attack on Titan started was like a lot of deaths of, mm-hmm. of uh, people that didn't have to die. Right, right. Correct. Like when the when they came over from Marley, they ended up killing like a lot of people, and it's kind of like now that we're taking the fight to them, even more people here are dying. Like it's kind of uh, it's it's almost symbolic of like what we we'll said last episode. We got to get the fuck up out of the woods, which be, means <laughs> which which means like this war. Because the thing is, it's, it, unless we do stuff like this, will not stop happening. And Aaron's trying to do it the most violent way. Which is more death. <laughs> so if you if you were a civilian, which side would you pick? But then I guess at the same time that would depend on like if I was if, if I was a civilian of parody, and okay if if my if my family did die, I'm trying to think because I'm not a, I'm not a parent because I'm because so yeah because I'm trying to think like would that depend on. Like if your family died or not, but they didn't necessarily say like if some of the people's family who died was like, yeah, my my family, you know, like my son or something died too as well. But you know, however, it was for the greater greater good, something like that. We didn't necessarily see that side of the story, um. So we don't know if like there's people who has lost family members, but they're still like, oh, but they feel this was for this was still for the better of paradise as a whole. I feel like it'd be hard to feel like that personally. Like I don't know. If I could look at, um, you know, like the death of my family as like this was a necessary, and because even when people like lose family at war, they're just they're still like, damn, I knew this could have happened, but it's yeah, I I didn't want it because the thing is you're selfish with the, your loved ones, like you don't want anything bad yeah. to happen to them, even if you know that things could or even if they should sometimes, because you know some people be assholes, but. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to say. I think it's hard to quantify like a family member the the their death being justified in like the grand scheme of things. Like I feel like even I don't know if I could be that person where I'm like, dang, my son died, but I know this is at the end of the day like this is for the survival of everybody. Like I don't think I could do that within that moment at least. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, if if I was part of probably the people that didn't lose a family member. I probably would be on the side of like, yo, know, this is for our survival. Because the thing is, I, I, uh, if I was a child when like the original invasion happened, like when the Armored Titan and the Colossal Titan showed up, I'd probably be like, no, we need to end them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd necessarily be happy, so to say, but I like say if like I did have a, a family member that got killed, like when the wall stuff started coming down, but I guess I would have a feeling of like damn i just lost you know my family members mm-hmm. but at least everybody else outside of the walls are gonna die as well like i can I, you know i guess i can go on like living that, knowing that the fact that with that comfort technically. yeah with that the comfort of, yeah the comfort of knowing that other motherfuckers outside are gonna be trampled probably way worse than you know just what happened to us you know what i mean mm-hmm. so unless technically well no they did no they did show us some of the destruction from what was going on, and then you know we saw the Titans actually, you know, at crumbling and crushing houses as they're walking and stuff like that. So then I, I'm, I would take that back. Um, but so we, you know, you can only assume that the destruction outside will be more than what was inside of Paradise. Mm-hmm. But there definitely was some chaos and destruction that was going on. I mean, considering how there's potentially a civil war, another civil war brewing as well right now. So Civil War Two, if you will, because they already I, had one earlier. I mean, but the way they said. The way they showed it, at least, it seems like the majority of the people seem to be siding with Aaron. Correct. Even though, like, they've, they're distraught. Like, it's, I don't know. It's a lot of death, and they got to stop somewhere. So, let's, I, I mean, mean, we just got to hold out and see what's going on with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, but even then, like, you know, like they said earlier, you know, at this point, what the fuck can, no, what can we do? This. Hundreds of colossal titans outside marching right now. What can we do? Let's just you know, let's just be glad that they're marching away from us. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I guess yeah. <laughs> they will find that point, in that. Yeah, I mean at that point it's like 
I think that'll be my only comfort, just like you know, knowing that the fact that these motherfuckers are watching away from us and not to us. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not on. The, technically, we was on the receiving, receiving end of it, but we're not. It's not necessarily meant for us, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, you know, Civil War two happening in um Paradise right now, and um, so we're gonna be interested to see how that's going out. Of course, you know what. Led by Flos, might as well go ahead and connect this together. <laughs> Civil War Two being led by Flos right now. Um, fuck Flos. I just <laughs> yeah, I don't know who, who died and made this man king right now. I don't know. Oh, okay. He claims apparently that like in this episode he claimed that Aaron told him his plans all along, which I, and I'm calling I, them bullshit. Yeah, I feel like that's that's <laughs> bullshit. I oh, I don't think that that is the case. I really think based just based on who Flos is, how we've seen like him evolve as a character yeah. this I just feel like he's saying shit to put him at the top of something. Correct. Like I I, Cause, I mean my thing is why would he tell your bitch ass is flush and not Aaron and Mika so you know what I mean? Like that just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. At like, all. Like somebody he barely interacted with. Yeah, he told you the master plan, but yet his basically his two best friends. He just said fuck them. You know what I mean? Like that's just something about that ain't sitting right with me. Yeah, cause I so I, I in my opinion I just feel like he's talking at his ass right now. But he's using this momentary chaos obviously to like see some type of power and everything, and he's trying to lead like the the Jaegerists. The sympathists. Yeah, I was about to say, he the, uh, the, the old Jaegerists that were following Zeke, he's trying to tell them, like, hey, either get with the program or get out as he exemplified by killing that one dude, but I don't... Yeah, I, yeah fuck Flosh. Fuck <laughs> I don't. I don't like him. <laughs> get him out. Like, I, you know, like we said last week, I'm not, I'm not surprised the motherfucker lived, but then, you know, we also mentioned that Last week, how we still going to deal with the bullshit that Flosh is going to you know, bring to the table now that he is still alive. And we see the bullshit that he's still bringing to the table mm-hmm. this episode. So um, hopefully Flosh doesn't go. Well, he I, I take that back because he already done went crazy with power. So I'm about to say, hopefully he doesn't go too crazy with power. But I take that back. The man already done went crazy with power. Yeah. Um, hopefully at this point, he just doesn't take it further than what he's already taken it. Um, yeah, because it. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess with the people that, that like you said, there's civil unrest right now, I guess he could capitalize on that and it would make it ten times worse. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you know, what if he just started killing civilians and shit, which I, you know, ho- ho- hopefully he doesn't, but I wouldn't put pa- nothing no, like I that past flows. Past- Especially, you know, if, like, they started uprising and tried to, you know, overtake the Jaegers and stuff like that. I, you know, I can definitely see him just, you know, yeah. right up his willing head. to wipe out a whole bunch of... Civilians, especially after you just said, you know, while and while Aaron handled the stuff outside the walls, I'll handle everything inside, you know, stuff like that. I, I just no, I'm not gonna put it past him at all, at all. But yeah, um, so border story, fuck flows. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from there, which was, are we saving? Any for the end, or do you want to get to no, that? no, 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 no? I was trying to see if I was gonna say this for the end or not, but no. Um, we're just gonna talk about it. Annie, 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 Annie. So as we all learned last episode, Annie broke out of her hardening case, and she is apparently trying to flee the island instead of actually staying and doing whatever she could do. She's actually trying to flee the island and head back home. Now, I'm gonna say this. Ah, so. From her backstory, right? Apparently, she was, um, she was born out of an affair from one of the Marleyan persons with an Eldian, mm-hmm. right? Some Eldian came up, found her, and started raising her to be a warrior. The only thing that we got shown really was that, basically, you know, her whole life, like she said before, she was being raised to be a warrior. She was being beaten, everything like that. They didn't so, show, yeah, other they than that, they didn't choice. show anything about like her having any type of like kindness towards her father and stuff like that because they they she they even showed us a scene where she was beating his ass after she came up to a certain age you know but then at the end of the backstory you get basically as she's about to head to the island of paradise her father just i guess has second thoughts about everything and he's just he, like he you regretted know what? how he raised her yeah he, he basically regretted how he raised her he was like you know i'm sorry for everything 
please just come back. And it was like, so you mean to tell me you grew up not caring about life, not even caring about your own life, to just having that one small interaction of the same person who basically led you to have a shitty life to saying that, okay, now I actually care about life. I mean, and now I, and now I actually care about this guy. <laughs> After, like I said, at least from is, what, we, it, what we've seen, he didn't show like any kind of no, no, it's, Just it's, from what they've shown us. It's definitely odd. Like, but I'll say this. I think what she said is correct, though. Like, that helped show her that everybody has someone that cares about them in terms of like wanting to see them be do well be well like come back like you know survive ordeals like how we were just kind of talking like it's, it would be kind of hard to see past the death of a loved one in an advantageous way for everybody in the moment because that's your loved one right so mm-hmm. i think she just learned from that last little bit that even though like this person at the end of the day treated me terribly he does care about me and if he can care about me, everybody probably has someone that cares about them to an extent. And that's probably what made her like be like, oh, life, this is like what gives people lives value or in a way or something yeah. like that. My only thing is the way she was <laughs> the way she was beating up that dude, I don't know <laughs> if that would have happened in real life because I feel like they would just, man, get the fuck up off me. <laughs> like, I, I feel like that would have happened. But regardless. I mean, well, but. I, he did train her her whole well, life. Yeah, so well, I mean, well, like I said, I, I, what I will say about that is I did like that we kind of finally got an explanation of why Andy was such a badass as a recruit. Because mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. the other Marleyan soldiers, like they were good fighters, but they it, it, they were still almost on par with the people who were training to be recon people. Andy was stood mm-hmm. above everybody else when it came to martial arts. So I was just like, yeah. where the fuck did that come from? And now we know. So Yeah. And then one other thing I will say, um, so before she did started fleeing the city with the help of Hitch, um, Hitch actually found was the first person to find her at the and he escaped out of the basement and it got into a little squabble and you know, stuff like that. And it basically boiled down to where Annie was saying, like, you know, I already cut myself, you know, during the squabble and stuff like that. I can transform into a tank anytime I want. And then Hitch made the statement that, you know, you're too weak. To transform into a titan right now, and then of course, Andy replies, Well, I guess we'll have to find, find out. out. <laughs> I, find me, out. I would have called her bluff, she would have had me fucked up. Oh, yeah, I personally, <laughs> I also probably would have called her also t- two things. I at this point, everything's going to shit. Why not just <laughs> why not just see if this, if this, works out? Lying. I was like, Listen, I already got a hundred colossal titans outside. You know, trampling everywhere. You gonna have to prove to me right now. Like you just gonna have to turn. You just gonna have to turn into a titan right now, motherfucker. Like, I ain't got I'm not. Do- I ain't. I ain't got much to lose either. That I'm either the not, titans what? kill everybody or Marley kills everybody. <laughs> at, at this point, I'm. I'm. I, it's fifty fifty. Like yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, you, I would. I showed with a toe Look, you. You caught me on the wrong day, <laughs> Andy. Because if you see what's outside, you will understand why I don't give a fuck right now. So you're just gonna, you're just gonna have to change it to a Titan, bitch. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna have to try me. Hey, everybody, she ain't here. Like, man, what? I just would have called a bluff. But that, uh, that, um. So it's funny. That was one of my favorite scenes, though. But I was like, dang, <laughs> that was that. I was like, you know what? That's a if. If it was me, that would have been a terrible gamble. She would have lost that gamble. But I was like, <laughs> but I, but I was like, the other person obviously they valued. They were like, look, I I could potentially have a good life after this. So they was, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, if it was me, had she caught me on any other day, I probably would have believed her or just went along with her. But a hundred colossal tanks outside and shit like that. We got silver on the wrist. You just gonna have to show me, Annie. <laughs> like at this point, you're just going to show me. Yeah, no, because she to me, to me, she one, she looked like some somebody coughed up. I didn't believe she was turning into a titan anyway, but mm-hmm. that was a nice little exchange. I'll give it that because I was like, you know what, that is a good bluff. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! But I mean, yeah, that's you know that was you know all of Annie's backstory right there. Um, not not no nothing too crazy. Just you know, she was raised to be a fighter by an Eldian. Um, she was basically, um. An affair baby, if you will, <laughs> and her mother gave her away, and she was raised by some random Eldian. Who, who, but, but the reason why he did it though is because he wanted a better life. Yeah, because as you and, know, warriors they get yeah treated get better special, treatment yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so them and their family. Their that was his families. plan. He he wanted a better life. He wanted a better life. 
And I think I got two things left for what we learned today. So, yeah, I'm just going to hop straight into this one because yeah, it's not. We learned our boy, Levi, is still alive. I this, thought you was having that Okay. I, I was, but it, it's right there. You know, it's, it's here. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some light at the end of the tunnel, everybody. Levi's still alive. <laughs> He's still around kicking. Not light at the He ain't kicked the, the bucket yet. He ain't kicked the bucket yet, everybody. Um. Not, not much more to say about that. It's just, you know, Levi's still alive. I mean, he de- he, he's a, like, he alive, but he looked like he's still in dire straits. I mean, the bomb went off in his face. So, I mean, the, yeah. Time, no, time will only tell how much Levi's, Levi being alive will uh, do for the series. Correct. But, yeah. He, they met up with the Marlene soldiers, and it's anybody's game right now to determine what is going to happen afterwards. <laughs> and then the very last thing we learned for today is, so we already learned that Connie is on his way to feed Falco to his mother. But now um, our boy, what's his name? Armin is on chase mm-hmm. with Gabby to go stop him. As well as um, Falco has finally woken up from you know, his slumber after turning into a Titan. And it seems like, he's yes, he has him. lost his memory, but it seems like he's slowly, get, he's slowly, start, yeah, he's slowly starting to get it back because he doesn't fully recognize Connie, but he can tell that he's, he knows he's him seen, from somewhere. Yeah. Like he can say he's seen him before. So his, his um, damn it, his memories are slowly not, but surely coming back to him. Not only, At least that's what it seems. Not only that, but it also seems like Connie's consciousness is almost the it, while they're doing this is like debating can he fully go through with it because like he, there was a scene where connie's mom was telling him, oh be, be a good soldier protect everyone and he's mm-hmm. in those minds like I, I i became a soldier but i can save my mom all this stuff and i'm just like man i that that would be a that is a terrible situation to be in though like because arguably well i mean arguably you became a soldier to protect people but your mother got caught in like this crossfire of this titan war that she was never supposed to be a part of <laughs> and now you have the chance to go back and like give her you know more, more like a chance to like live a normal life and not be a titan anymore i, I i'm i'd be hard pressed to figure out what i would do in that situation too i mean but i mean at the same time would you necessarily want to bring your mother back considering all the bullshit that's, that's going on that, right now I, like I, would you not possibly want to wait till something dies down a bit but then i guess at the same time then you know he doesn't necessarily have the luxury of waiting oh yeah no because the moment you know, falco realized he could turn into a titan what's what's the point right like who, yeah it, at that point it's either like do what they did to Bertolt, which is like make him unable to transform again and then <laughs> feed him or straight up kill him because you're gonna have to fight him either way so either way go I, it's it, it's yeah, interesting because I I feel like for me I don't I don't know if I could feed Falco to um mm. somebody like because my thing is like he's a child like he yeah he he that, granted he won't be li- he won't live longer than thirteen thirteen more years but he's still a kid like I don't know yeah. if I could physically even if it was like someone close to me I don't know if I could be like fuck you child. Eh. <laughs> So, from what we saw from the previews of the next episode, it did appear that Armin was able to catch up to Connie. Do you think they are going to fight to the death? And also, do you think Falco will end up turning into a Titan? I think Falco might end up turning into a Titan. I don't think they'll end up fighting to the death because I don't think that's Armin's... One, I don't think that's Armin's way. I feel like Armin's going to confront Connie. There's going to be this emotional like uh, confrontation. Falco is going to be like, oh shit, I'm a Titan shifter. Titan shift to like just end the argument or whatever. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be a culmination of things because I feel like Gabby is going to catch up with Kanye, apologize for killing his best friend. Because, mm. as we know, fuck Gabby. Uh, <laughs> Falco is going to either probably transform to try and protect Gabby because I feel like Kanye might. Just become infuriated and might try and attack Gabby. That sounds like something that would yeah, happen. Yeah, that's a possibility. And then Falco will transform to protect her, and then it'll lead to more talking and hopefully like a calm resolution, and probably a calm resolution. Hopefully a peaceful resolution. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see Armin killing Connie or Connie killing Armin. What if Armin kills Connie's mother? 
That would be the most unarmed thing ever. <laughs> My God, I'd be like, yo, the because I mean, like, I mean, think about it. Because like, what, what, I mean, just think about it, like, what if Connie's not listening to reason? And like you said, Connie, it doesn't. You know, Armin's goal wouldn't really want to be Con to kill Connie, but you know, at that point, the only other way to stop him would be to kill his mother. Man, that's crazy. I ooh, you, you done said something there. <laughs> God damn. I, I was you know, as, fu- as, fu- as fucked up as it is, but no, I mean, if the it, man's not listening to reason. Yeah, no, especially yeah, right. how especially half the Armin already thought that you know he was the wrong person to be revived. He, you know he thinks that Edwin should have been the one to be revived and not him. You know he might start feeling the same thing I mean, with that. You know he's like Connie, your your mother is not the right person that we should be bringing back. You know and just you're not listening to reason. I got to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? And just she's already a titan anyways. So why not? It's just like at that just, point, you know. Oh man, that would be such a heels hurt for our the Karen character. But I I mean I feel it because earlier this episode we saw. Ooh, hold on. Had a burp. He uh we saw that like Armin. Was basically like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't. This yeah. feels like the right thing right now to go do, but I, I like you can tell er, the the our our main characters right now they stressed. They don't know what yeah. the fuck like to do because they're like, wow, our friend loves us so much, he's willing to kill the world for us, but also at the same time, it's a lot of fucked up bullshit, and I don't know how to deal with it. Not you know what I'm, I'm I'd be the same way. So it, yeah, Armin doing some wild shit. I wouldn't put it past it, especially right now with the mental state that he's probably in. Yeah. Man, it, oh God, that'd be that, I'm like, I see, Yeah, I mean, it's just there's no telling how this how this confrontation gonna go down right here. But um, that was everything we learned from today, and it's actually you no, know, not as heavy, but it still has some heavy stuff to it in this episode. And we're gonna move on to the next topic we have. What we dislike from this episode. Um, I don't really necessarily have really any dislikes other than just fuck flosh. <laughs> um, I'm, ju- I'm I'm just tired of flows. Um, same, same. I well, I mean, yeah, fuck flows, fuck flows. He's just an- he's a- to me, he's just annoying. Like I said the last time, he just feels like that person that took credit that took credit for shit he has not done, and that's exactly yeah. what I felt like this episode was. But just other just than fuck that, for me. other than that, it all everything that happened this episode fit the story. I don't think there was anything they like skipped out on or stuff like that. Uh, maybe if someone's a mockery, they can tell me if I'm if they skipped something. But other than that, I, I felt like it was a good episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I like guess. And then, like my only other small pit, nitpick that I would have is just like I mentioned this earlier, but I just feel like, at least from what they showed us about Annie's backstory, that was just that one small interaction with her with her father, telling her just like you know I'm sorry for everything. It was just. I just feel like that just wasn't enough for her to just completely flip around and be like, yeah. I care about life now and stuff like that, but then at the same time, you did give give a good explanation though. I so. mean, it's it's interesting. Oh, oh, also something we forgot to mention: apparently, Andy was also conscious the whole time she was in the uh, hardening thing. Yeah, but, which um, I kind of I don't know if we theorized it on this show, but uh, that is something we did talk about, like off camera and stuff like that, though. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. probably like you know like years ago and, and that, stuff like and that. that could have also helped play the part at least into why she might not have uh just instead of just straight transforming and killing a whole bunch of people why she probably just wanted like a peaceful exit like i just yeah just a peaceful ending i mean but then at the same time what even if she didn't want a peaceful ending what the fuck she, she could she, she do yeah, right yeah, now? yeah no I, I think even if she transformed she'd probably still be in like in a weakened state like it'd only be a matter of time till uh, they caught up to right. her with Listen, Thunder Spears or some see, shit. See, I was just about to say, season one, all we had was Blades. We got Thunder Spears now, Andy. You better sit your Fair ass down, down somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we, we got new Arsenal, Andy. All right. <laughs> we we ain't the same would, scout suit we used to be, all right? Would not be looking good for her if, <laughs> if they decided to do that. But, um, yeah. Um, we got them Titan Destroyers over here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, since neither of us had really think we dislike, we could go to, like, our favorite scenes and... Uh, see. I already mentioned Annie's bluff, but mm-hmm. um, the confrontation between Armin and Mikasa when I'm glad you brought that, that up. That was that was actually one of my favorite scenes, probably my only one as well. That was a powerful ass scene to me, be, only because like Armin is usually the person that is like, even if shit's going all crazy, calm and collect. Yeah, I, 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 even like, even if he's freaking out, he can come up with a plan. Like, when mm-hmm. Francis, like last episode when the Titans were taking the see, he was like, "Hey, we get up, we 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 get them." To circle this building, fuck him up. 
rinse and repeat till they all gone. And and that was a dire situation. And this one, he's just like, look, yo, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> and then on top of that, you know, like these past episodes, it, it was always, you know, Aaron's did this for us. You know, Aaron can't possibly, you know, do not hate us, you know, stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe in Aaron to go into basically just a fuck Aaron moment, you know, basically is what he had. Just like, you know, I like I can't deal with Aaron right now. I don't know what to do with him. It was basically, you know, just like, you know, a fuck Aaron moment. And just like I said, just for him to completely flip 180, you know, instead from saying like, you know, we should trust Aaron to just fuck Aaron. Basically, it's just like yeah, there's also added to, like you said, the, the strengthness of that scene as well. Adding on to like, you know, him just saying like, you know, Army always used to be the person just calm, cool, and clear. You know, he's just like, I I just don't know right now. Like, it's just a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, very understandable because mm-hmm. it is uh, just yeah, a lot of stuff going on thing. right now. Yeah, I don't think you, anyone can blame Armin for feeling the way he was feeling. Yeah. Um, another, just, it was just a small thing. We already kind of touched on it, but Hanji asking not to be killed by Peak. That was another of my favorite scenes because she just came as uh, Hanji. Being the weirdo that she is, just like, oh, I see the enemy. Hey, guys, um, know the world's ending. <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, that's 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 Hans for you. That's Hans. <laughs> so it was just like that was just like I felt like it. Shit was going like I said, everybody was depressed this episode. And that was just like a small like, hey guys, we can still be somewhat entertaining. Like, well, like <laughs> funny, you know, like we have a we can have a light moment, a laugh. So yeah, yeah, yeah but that was yeah. like my last favorite scene. I don't know if you had any more. No, I don't. I don't have anything more because I don't. I'm not count. I really don't necessarily count Annie's backstory as one of my favorite scenes. And as we all said before, this episode fuck flows. Um, so oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. moving on from that, we're just gonna rate this bad boy. Then, um, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. I'm gonna let you go first. Seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. Um, I I flirted with an eight for a little bit. I'm gonna have to go seven and a half. Oh, and it's not because it's a bad episode. It just feels like I we're gonna get the culmination of stuff next episode. Like I feel like this is very much a staging. Like we're learning how people feel. We get the fuck flush moment. Like a, a lot of moving parts are still like it. This felt like. After, like, last week's episode with, like, the whole big action set piece and then people coming to terms with the fact, like, the rumbling is actually happening. This felt like a, a like, we're show, we're going to show you guys and realign. These are the moving part right, parts right now. These are setting up to possibly have, some, have like, payoffs later, like, next episode or maybe the episode after next. And then we're going to get back to dealing with, you know, God, Titan, Aaron over there. Like, which isn't bad. It's just, like, I felt like... If if I had if anybody was asking me like what episodes you need to watch of Attack on Titan, I wouldn't. I won't. I don't know if I'd include this one only because uh, only because like while it did show Annie's backstory and stuff like that, you got more of her character. I feel like you could also probably get the fact that she doesn't want to fight anymore in a later episode. Like I, I feel like the, those things could be discovered in a later episode. The fact that like Armin is stressed out also could be in a later episode not saying like this episode is bad by any means no it was a good episode it's just like if i had to place this if i had to rate it and then one how i felt while watching it was like okay this is cool like i'm understanding like where stuff is going but like is this like a is is this an episode where after it's over i'm gonna go and talk to like other people besides ace and be like, yo, you need to watch this episode like this had like <laughs> there, there, there was so much things that were revealed not really so that's probably why yeah. I, I I'd say seven and a half. It's really close to an eight, only because like I felt like the uh, the weight of the episode itself was pretty heavy. Like it was a pretty heavy episode in terms of like stuff that was being dealt with. But like in terms, I think of the overall story. If I had to say one that I was like, eh, I mean, you could probably watch, you could probably skip it, maybe, eh, maybe. That's the only one. Okay. Well, I'm 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 gonna get I'm not gonna give it a seven and a half. I'm gonna give it a seven, and pretty much for everything that you already just mentioned. But really, what really got me this episode, and what I really wasn't expecting to see, really, was how you know the aftermath after the you no know, all the walls started getting crumbled, and then you know the, the colossal titans started trampling, going their march. 
you know, I didn't expect to see the civilian side of it, you know, and how they're how one half is like, oh yeah, the the Titans may have destroyed, you know, our homes and even killed some of my family members, but this is for the better the of, of everybody. Everyone. And then on the other side, it's like, no, this is all Aaron Yeager's fault. Fuck Aaron, you know, he killed my family, stuff like that. I just did not expect to see that between it, you know those no. between those two dynamics between the civilians and stuff like that i just didn't expect to see that, yeah, this no, episode. that no, or even i honestly i didn't just expect to see it at all and not, not even necessarily this episode i just didn't expect to get that yeah no, that and was, so that the, for the fact that we did get that I, that is definitely some bonus points for me mm-hmm. i agree i agree but um so that is the end of attack on titan that's all the enemies we have for today and I don't have anything else to talk about. We covered pretty much everything in our um, council announcements earlier today. And actually, no, I'm sorry. Damn it. How did I miss this? So I meant to say this during the council announcement, but somehow I just forgot it. But um, Attack on Titan episode 87 has been delayed by a week. Mm-hmm. If I did I mention this already in council announcements, forgive me. I just don't... I. I don't think I don't right think now. you I did because I think yeah. I myself might have forgotten to either remind you or didn't catch it when you missed yeah. it. But. but anyway, so yes, Attack on Titan episode eighty-seven has been delayed by a week. I'm not sure if that's the final episode or not. But anyways, the episode is supposed to premiere on March twenty-seventh, but it's been delayed by a week and it's going to premiere on April third due to special programming um out there in Japan. So I'm just gonna have to wait a week for this episode. Like I said, I'm not sure if that's the final episode or not, but yeah, 80, episode 87 has been delayed. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, no, I, I have nothing else. So, you can go ahead and take us on out of here, McMillian. All right, guys. As always, appreciate you for listening slash watching. Um, if you haven't already, please like, comment, subscribe. You know, let us know how you felt about the episode on YouTube. If you're listening for my audio-only listeners, uh, you know, Consider giving us a follow and a good review on the podcast. It really helps out. As well as, you know, share it with your friends if you feel like this is also be something they would enjoy. Um, with all that being said, if you want to stay up to date with us, please follow our socials. Uh, we are at Gurren Otaku Council on Instagram and at Gurren Otakus on Twitter. With all that, the meeting is now adjourned. Peace out, guys.